bada, 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 swing, bada. Got him looking at the curveball. Let's go around the horn and get the big news in baseball. Okay, so Big some news. more uh, free agency news uh, trickling in as um, we're getting to the slow days now. Like it was, it, but it was it, it's well, been we're close to spring training. Yeah, and it's faster than it was last year. Yeah. Last year's free agency was also awful. So this has been much better. Maybe it's because we had the scandal in there, like around Christmas time. That yeah. kind of like. Maybe that, that could have been it. Maybe it helped speed us up into this point. <laughs> maybe. Scandal every year. They needed some good news. So, they, uh, <laughs> so let's go uh, scandal every year, yeah. as, uh, as mentioned. So uh, the Cincinnati Reds uh, made a move today. Uh, Nick uh, Castellano, double machine. He had 58 doubles last year. Signs a four-year, $64 million deal. This one has you scratching your head, though, a little bit. Sort of. Sort of scratching the head because they, they've got... They've got six guys right now that are big league outfielders. The uh, question mark would be the Japanese player that they mm-hmm. signed, Akiyama. Um, we don't know what he's going to bring, but there's a pretty good chance he's going to be at, at worst serviceable. Um, so uh, Castellanos makes number seven. They had Nick Senzel. They had Philip Irvin, who's a young guy, lots of talent, Jesse Winkler. Uh, On my fantasy team, Jesse Winkler. Yeah, and you know, there's power potential yeah, there. there lefty bat. Like, there's some, some important parts to his game. Aristides Aquino, who came out of nowhere and was was pretty much like Jordan uh, Alvarez in yep, the American right. League. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, Aquino just came out of nowhere and started blasting balls out of the yard. Um, I don't even know how many guys I mentioned. And then they get Castellanos. Um, so there's a log jam. So why not just play a couple of guys for a few innings, then just get a brand new outfield. They they, they, they got seven outfielders. They can have a, you know, <laughs> a different outfield for the last half of the game. Well, and, and I just, but there's going to be, have to be some movement and, and they're, they're talking about one of the, their younger players that they're going to be dealing. Yeah. So I, I, uh, fortunately enough, I got to go to see the ballpark in San Francisco. It's amazing. It is. It's so unbelievable. I watched man. Russell like, Martin hit a home run as a Dodger oh, in that ballpark. So you had the greatest experience yeah, possible for and a Dodger. And the Dodgers won. Yeah. yeah. Um, unbelievable experience. If you haven't gone and you're thinking of somewhere to go, you cannot go wrong going to San Fran. Yeah. It's the best ballpark I've ever been to because the other one was that dump, the Metrodome. <laughs> I love the Metrodome. I should have should have brought that up yeah. with our guest we, today. I played in the Metrodome. I, I know you it. did. Yeah. The garbage Ken, bags. Ken Griffey Jr. Super Nintendo. I was always the twins because of Metrodome. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, I saw Luis Castillo pitch. That was fun to watch. And I saw Nick Senzel twice play, like uh, Friday and Sunday. And I, I really just love how he goes about the game. He, he was a really good player. Uh, I really liked his approach, you know, how he played the outfield. Like, the, the, he's got a little bit of a swagger, but it's, it's not it's not arrogant. It's just, you know, he's a big league ball player. Um, I, I, I don't want to see him go. I like him. I like him as a fit for Cincinnati, 25-year-old outfielder with some potential. So he's proven it a little bit. He had double-digit home runs and stolen bases last year, which you know I love the stolen bag. Of course. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do. But Aristides Aquino's playing. Nick Castellanos is playing. Senzel had pretty good numbers. They've got the Winkler. A- Akiyama coming in. They've got Winkler. They've got this young guy, Phil Irvin. So ultimately, I see some sort of deal happening. So they got too many guys. What, what are they using this surplus of 
outfielders pitching to go after. They're gonna. They're, you think they'll or, use that to go out and get an arm or two? Or they go get a shortstop named Francisco Lindor. Oh, okay. You know that would be the play. You think send. that train is still uh, on the tracks? Yeah, I mean, if you if you put the right guys in the package for Cleveland, I think they're they're similar to the Oakland A's. Is that they're trying to sell before it's too late? They've mm-hmm. got two years left of Lindor. Nobody in their right mind would not want to keep those two years. But if yeah. he walks for nothing, it's worse. Yeah, it's worse. So they're looking at it right now. They're staring the barrel uh, right right face right at their face right okay. now. So. Um, if I'm the Indians, you know, you need Nick Senzel. You might try and get Phil Irvin. Um, you, you need some arms too. So I'm not as familiar with what the Reds have lower in their system or even at the double A level. I'm sure they've got a couple guys. Um, you would be looking for two arms and probably two guys ready to go. And they haven't, they have a couple of outfield options that are ready to play every day. So that would be what Cleveland's looking for. And then you throw in Freddie Galvis, right? He goes and plays short there. So. I don't know who else is available. You know, like in my mind, the and I like Freddie Galvis, so I don't see that as a whole. Is he Francisco Lindor? No, he's not. Lindor's better, um, so they could make an upgrade there. They've got Eugenio Suarez at third base. Just, you know, he had like 49 home runs last year, so he's pretty good. Uh, they signed Mike Mustakis. He's mm-hmm. going to play second, and he's a 30 home run second baseman from the left side. They can't they can't lose any more left handed bats, and they got Joey Votto at first. So, um, the only spot to make a move is potentially at the catching position with Tucker Barnhart, which he's a really good defensive guy. He's got a little bit of a stick. There's not, no reason to move him unless it's a complete upgrade and shortstop. So, you're either looking to trade some guys for some young arms, replenish the system, or you got too many guys. Okay, speaking of outfielders, uh, Starling Marte is uh, on his way to the yeah. D-backs, and they uh, they, they get a, some minor leaguers. Uh, they get some international slot money. So for me, that it, that's what it, it international slot money. If if people are unfamiliar, so basically they get like twelve tokens to the late the local casino. Is that what international yeah, slot and, money and you get is? A couple slot machine money. First class flights to Macau. Right. Uh, okay, you get, yeah. get in there, get some slot yeah, money. Yeah. It's international. Cannot be used. That's right. In the USA, you get free buffet. Yeah, always. Oh, you're a preferred client. So, that's right. yeah, so you're, you're getting upsized. They're looking at their their staff Christmas party going to be a pretty good one. <laughs> They're all going to Macau. So what is international slot? So money? international slot money is based on um, non-American or Canadian players uh, are available to be signed as of when they're 16 years old. So this is something the CBA... So non-North American. Non-North American. Yeah, you, you can't be okay. from around here. So there's okay. actually a disadvantage for our top 16-year-olds compared to yeah. Dominican and... Um, Colombian, Venezuelan, like if they're legit, like Vladdy, yeah. if they're that guy, now does this cover money. like China and Asia? Is, is that a different situation? <laughs> I, I would have to delve in further. Yeah. It is different because J- Japan guys get drafted into the Japanese right, league. Yeah. They're signed to a team over there. You got to buy them, and then up. you got to post yeah. and buy them. Yeah, so that, it's, so a it's a different. So this is more of uh, on this side of the continent. Yeah, yeah. Players that reside outside of the U.S., Canada, and Puerto Rico had not been enrolled in the high school in any of those locations, right. and are at least 16 years of age, or will turn 16 prior to September 1. Those are the players that are available. So okay, so a let's lot talk- of Latin-born players are in this. Th- yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah, yeah. So. Starling Marte, um, this is uh, a guy that, uh, like, he was suspended a few years ago 
for uh, PED use. Yeah, I got a 50. A 50 or an 80? Yeah, maybe One of them might be 80. It was, anyways, at least yeah. 50 games. He, there is potential there. Uh, so what, what does this move do for, I guess, the D-backs as far as contention? Uh, I, the D-backs are one of these teams that kind of... Um, they fly under the radar a little bit. You know, they made some moves to Goldschmidt, and, and they're really comp- – Arizona really is a competitive program over mm-hmm. there. They've built a great organization. So what I think them getting Starling Marte means is that they've picked up an athletic outfielder. Um, teams in the big leagues are all about versatility. As we That word was probably the, the word of the summer last year on, on the podcast. We talked about how our guys have yeah. ability to play around. Uh, and that was important in, in recruiting these players for me is that they were versatile. This it's provides important in fantasy too. It definitely is. If that double position, man. Kiki Hernandez was so <laughs> important uh, to be able to just not that he was in my everyday lineup, but if a guy was hurt, boom, he could yeah, fill in yeah. in that in that spot. Right. Totally important. Um, so I think they see Sterling Marte as a guy that that'll be like a, a third outfielder, kind of left field. They got David Peralta. It's another bat, it's another athlete that yep. they can kind of mix and match and and have the depth to withstand anything that may happen. Um, and you you see that the better ball clubs now they've got four or five legit guys that are playing in the outfield, mm-hmm. and they just figure it out from there. Yep. Load management is part of this, giving guys opportunity to to recoup and. You know, restore the body and, and recover and, and be at their optimal performance. You need depth to do that. That's what this provides. And so they're looking at some analytic numbers and, and they must feel like Starling Marte will be a great addition for them. Okay. Um, the bringer of rain, Josh Donaldson. This happened like right after our, our show last yeah, week. Uh, so we haven't really had a chance to uh, chat about this. Um, I don't know. I, I like Josh Donaldson. <laughs> I, I thought he had a Terrific comeback year last year. Yep. Four years is too long, in my opinion, for Josh Donaldson. I think Double A had it right. One year deals because he just who did he just gave a one year deal? Ozuna. Uh, Ozuna, a one year deal. He replaced the right handed bat. That's right. What do you think about the length? I don't care how much you're paying Josh Donaldson. What do you think about the length? Yeah, um, tricky question uh, because I'm I'm a huge JD fan. Um, he's similar to probably one of your boys, Russell Martin, in that his teams make the playoffs. Okay, good so, point. So yeah. there's something about, and, and not, hey, the Braves were really good without JD, and they're going to be really good again this year. Sure, yeah, yeah. The the Blue Jays, the Oakland A's, then the Blue Jays, then the Braves. The Braves had a surprising season last year. Not that they weren't going to be good, but like they... They ran the show that whole summer. They were a little bit early, a little bit than, early yeah. than what people expected. And they, it seemed like they ran the show in the NL East. You know, and, and so JD's been a part of this a few times in Ala Russ Martin, the Pirates, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Dodgers for Russ Martin. He's a he's a guy that's in the playoffs. And if we remember back to our youth, you know, guy's name is David Justice. <laughs> Always was in the playoffs. That guy. How about that guy's jersey uh, right? up on, in, in the corner of there? Uh, so there's Kirk Gibson. Totally. That, just, just if anybody doesn't, uh, Kirk Gibson, legendary Dodger, uh, massive home run. And I'm specifically saying that for Jack Cookson of Pro-Am Sports. <laughs> there it is, Jack. Yeah, I, I just but send yeah, Dino up for that. You're, you're right, though. Yeah. Certain guys were almost hired guns in the play. Claude Lemieux in hockey was that, right? Those yeah. guys that are always in the playoffs. They know what it takes. They know what it takes when you're in the playoffs. How to how to be 
You know, because for some guys uh, that are veterans, the playoffs is such a different beast. So the Twins must be looking at, like, there's some value attached to what he brings on a 162-game schedule. What's in the clubhouse, how he does his work, how he prepares. I like J.D. Yeah, a lot. certainly not playing every day. That's the downside with Josh Donaldson. Yeah, you know, and he played a lot of games last year, and he proved that he could stay on the field, but he is getting old. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a gamble. Um, he brings a lot of value, I think, um, and in the way Nelson Cruz does as well, of being a true professional hitter, uh, he will rub off on other guys. His approach, his demeanor, his professionalism, which is already there. They didn't need to bring him in. Nelly Cruz has done that. The Twins hit like 310 home runs last year. Yeah, more than the Yankees. Which, which is crazy. This is crazy. They're, they're, their ballpark's not like Yankee Stadium either. That's right, yeah. So they're dropping real, real deal bombs all summer long. So bringing in J.D., makes him even more dangerous he's a, he's a plus defender at third base um and nelly cruz isn't going to play four years so he could potentially transition into year three and four into the dh role right. which makes it a little bit safer they've got a little bit of coverage and overlap as they put the jigsaw puzzle together so do you, are you saying the twins are maybe um buying JD for more than just on the field in that maybe year three and four uh, his play drops off but his work ethic and his professionalism and his attitude can can almost be in a mentorship so you're almost you, you hope you get four great years of production but if not you just yeah. hope that he's almost like a player coach almost well, and really they, a guide to younger players yeah well they, they paid market value for what he provides they actually got him for a little bit less than okay. what he could get technically but he probably wasn't getting four years from a lot of teams. Probably not. And, and you know what? The, the Braves were probably looking at seventy million. Like they probably right, were. Yeah. They they were. Well, they wanted the one year deal. You know, maybe they go to two or three, but they didn't want to do four. Um, you know, four four times twenty is eighty. He's getting ninety two. So, you know, it's it's twenty three a year. It, it's not. Yeah. It's crazy to think that that's not even that much because it's not. Well, the, thir- <laughs> the 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 next level is thirty and forty and yeah. right. So yeah, and that's the, where you're in the twenties. It's uh, yeah. it's almost like mid range. So you take a gamble on a guy who could get hurt, who could not maybe perform because of injuries, and you're paying him probably mm-hmm. a little bit less than what his value actually is. But because he's old, his value isn't that. In reality, in reality, they're getting one of the premier right-handed hitters in the game. They're going to couple him with Nelson Cruz. They, they, they've got a couple of really good young players, athletic guys with Kepler and, and Rosario and shortstop Polanco. Mm. Like, man, like they're, they got a chance to be really good. And, and they'll be in the mix to add an arm, which they were trying to do all offseason. They'll be in the mix come trade time to bring in another arm. Jose Barrios is legit. Odorizzi had a good year. They did sign some veterans to help out with Homer Bailey and and uh, your boy Rich Hill. Mm-hmm. So they've done good work. I, I I like what the Twins have done here. Okay, uh, the this Mookie Betts thing won't go away, and now yeah, they're, the Dodgers they're smoke are smoking fire here. Well, now the Do- yeah, that's right. The Dodgers are back in it. The Padres are looking in it. Um, Will Myers is the name that's talked about. And from what I've read, and, you know, who knows if, how true this is, but the Padres only want to pay a quarter of the salary. <laughs> uh, the Red Sox want the Padres to pay half the salary. Yeah. Uh, you have advice for some Padres. Get off your wallet. Yeah, well, like, if, you're, if, you're, if you're looking at doing, doing something for Mookie Betts, and the, the, the names that were thrown out there are 
uh, an outfielder named Manuel Margot, who's, who's like, uh, he's he's like a three and a half. You know, he's, he's not quite established, but he, there's a chance he's a number two outfielder. Josh Naylor, who's a Canadian kid, power hitting first base prospect. They got Cal Quantrill, another Canadian, kind of a, a location guy, like low is 90s. Paul's son? It is, yeah. Okay, nice. And, and uh, Joey Lucchesi. So they've got two bat prospect options that are really close in the big leagues. They've got two arm really close in the big leagues as, as guys that are about to explode, which would be appealing for the Red Sox. Um, but to do some of those prospects, the Red Sox need to take Will Myers. Will Myers is owed three years, $61 million. Yep. 20, 40, 60, so it's 20 a year. We're looking at JD at 23. This is why JD at 23 is palpable. So if the Red Sox are offering to take 30 of the 60 and the Padres want them to take 40 of the 60 and they can't figure it out to get Mookie Betts Mm -hmm. with Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado and to put him in San Diego which is the greatest place on earth to play baseball. It's so awesome there. What a beautiful ballpark city, like everything about San Diego. This, I mean, $10 million, are we, or who are we kidding? That's that's chump change. We're splitting hairs here. It, it's it's like a $5 million fine to the Astros. Like that's- <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. like your 26 man makes 5 million. It's nothing. 10 million is nothing. So for them to be able to give up maybe two, two or three of those prospects with Will Myers, out of town, bring Mookie Betts in, and your three, four, five is Tatis, Machado, Mookie Betts, yeah. plus some of the other stuff they have there, man. Geez. How do the Dodgers do this then? They're not concerned about the money as much right, as the, the Padres would be, so yeah. um, taking on the salary isn't going to be an issue. Uh, it's probably giving up Gavin Lux. Like They don't want to give up Gavin Lux, and Boston can't. Boston probably wants that. Yeah, and, and uh, if the Dodgers hold firm, they don't need to give up Lux. They, do the Dodgers need Mookie Betts? I think they need arms, Dean. So, okay. well, then uh, that would be a no. I mean, they they, they, they could, could use, use him, yeah, but do yeah. they need what, their well, biggest need is not Mookie Betts? No, and they, then they start running into the trouble that I think the Cincinnati Reds have is they've got a lot of bodies for the outfield, and and for sure, like Mookie will take that problem. Sure, yeah, yeah. But um, you, you need arms. You need arms to win. You know, and, and having Mookie Betts would be outstanding addition. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, for me, they just haven't done enough on the arm side. So I'm sure they've got some guys that, that we don't really know about coming up the system that are going to blow our doors out. They're going to be th- pumping 98 with hammers yeah. that are names that we've never heard of that the Dodgers <laughs> are going to put out there and they're going to be legit. Okay, the Mets hire uh, Louis Rojas um, as Carlos Beltran was gone yep. with the Astros scandal. The fallout. Astros and Reds are still vacant. First of all, would you want the Astros job right now? I mean... You're, you're coming in with all these questions, so much scrutiny. You don't have first-round picks, so your team's not going to be that good in a couple of years. Yeah. Like, you're you're almost... Whoever takes this Astros job, I'm not saying they're going to, like, fall apart, but your your development has been severely hampered in two or three, four years. So it's almost like whoever's taking this job is now just cooling their jets until they can get back up there. They're not going to fall off, but they're going to have trouble re- replacing players in 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 the next few years so what a great opportunity to be a hero uh, and take okay. that job and do a great job and yeah, that's smooth, the way to look at it. smooth the waters the rough seas that, that they're in the middle of a storm um, great opportunity for a manager to come in there and right the ship 
Um, in my opinion, the, the punishment is like nothing. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, you lose some opportunity at getting some guys at the back end of, of the rounds that they're going to lose your guys. First, first two picks, two in years two in a row. Two years in a row is not chump change, man. I hear you. But they weren't affected in the international pool, so they can go out and get True. you. They can go get Vlad Guerrero, and who cares who your first round pick is? You know what I mean? Good point. If they are if they choose wisely, you know, you, you know, there's as many Vlad Guerrero juniors, there's been other guys that got big money that, yeah, there's we, more guys we've than, never heard yeah, of still. Yeah, so yeah, the 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 draft pick thing, you, like that's three, four, five years down the line. Um, they so they can overcome this. You'd want the job now. You just don't want the job in four years. Well, and, and I think the reason why you might not want it in four years is, is because you know your stars are aging at that point, and you have nobody replace them. Well, not as good you a can, talent. You as can you go would. spend money. You could, but you from your own backyard, yeah, right? Yeah, and they, I mean they—they've stockpiled. They—they're actually an organization that's got a lot of tools already in place to withstand something like this punishment. You're right. Like, there's no denying that this will hurt them in some capacity. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will cripple them. I—I I, I really don't see it being that—that that severe of a—of an issue. It's like you just screwed up on some draft picks a couple times. It's not great for your business, but. You know, there's a lot of good players out there in baseball, and, and you know they'll have the opportunity to get those guys. So, um, I, th- I see it as a really good opportunity. I'd like to see Dusty Baker in there or John Gibbons. I really like the idea of a, um, you know, a controlled, easygoing, um, proven manager for that ball club. Um, and and the, the names that for me that come to mind are Dusty and, and Gibby. I, I like how they would fit into what's going on there. And it won't affect them at all. Mm. You know, the, Dusty's been there and done that, man. Now, all that guy does is win 95-plus games. And Gibby, I mean, I just want Gibby around because he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. And he's had a lot of success as a manager. So, Okay, so quick one on that, and then we'll get to some of your player signings. But how good are the Astros next year when they don't know what pitch is coming? <laughs> it's a legitimate question. Yeah, no, I, I, they're, they're going to be good. Um, I don't think that they're the juggernauts, uh, and that's that has nothing to do with anything other than them losing Garrett Cole. That's what's well, going to y- be. You think they're still going to be as effective when they don't really know good. what the pitch is? They're going to be really good. Yeah, I mean, not as effective. No, they're 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 not going to hit at the nineteen twenty nine New York Yankees clip at home like they did, which yeah. is crazy. Those. The Kershaw Road and home numbers from 2017. I got, I, I almost broke my phone when you sent it to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've got like talented you look guys. At the road, you look at uh, the road and home splits of their last two World Series. It's ridiculous. And like I said, I do not want those guys getting a title with an asterisk. I don't want no. the Dodgers. Th- that that's not how it works. I know. I you know. Win you it, don't. but it still pisses me off so much. They're, you're right. They're, there's so much talent there in the offensive side of the ball that they're still going to be really good. Uh, they're they're a 90 win team. That makes me so mad. I know they're, they're a 90 win team. So have the Angels and the Oakland A's done enough to bridge that gap? Maybe because Garrett Cole is a big deal. That's not a good point, him. actually. And I don't I don't see Verlander as good as Cole. I mean, we're splitting hairs a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, you're you're right. I think Verlander Cole is. Is more powerful the right word? I don't know. It's it's. I mean, they both. It's, it's weird to good. say Justin Verlander isn't as powerful yeah. as somebody. 
I think the loss of Garrett Cole is is the issue. That's where we see that the the chain reaction of events yeah. into the bullpen. Lance McCullers is coming back, but we don't know how he's going to be after his TJ. I really like him. Mm-hmm. He's not Garrett Cole, but I really like him. Jose Urquidy, his role will be elevated as well, a pitcher. Well, there's no one guy that's going to replace Garrett Cole. No. It's going no. to be a it's yeah. going to be a group. So effort. they're they're a good ball club and whoever walks in there has a chance to go to the playoffs and do damage again, okay. for sure. So you would want that job now. It's like the in, you know, you'd want that job, and then you want to get out as soon as you see the cupboard being a little bit bare, well, and you I don't mean, get a new gig. I mean, you look at, you know, maybe in two years before, like Bregman's deals five years, maybe you look at moving him to replenish and go yeah, and yeah. sign a guy. Like, there's ways that you can make this work if if you if your tact is purposeful and you make the right decisions. Okay, uh, let's chat a little bit about uh, what you've been doing uh, yeah. lately yeah. and building your team. Uh, the Evident Prospects. What do you have for us? We've got uh, a couple guys to, to talk about here. Um, just recently, we've signed uh, a returning player, Zach Thomas, uh, utility guy. And you know I love that versatility. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach came to us last year about midway through the season. Um, we had a need to bring in another fresh body to compete a little bit. Um, Zach came in uh, in, in early, mid-July. Uh, was just a really good kid. Uh, and and gave you a, gave you a competitive at bat and just found ways to get things done. Um, had opportunities in, at second base and in left field, a DH a little bit. Um, athletic player, love his compete level, and he can play multiple spots. And he's going to get a little time on the mound uh, this year at Dixie State University. Mm, it's nice. in Dixie, Utah, St. George, Utah. Have you ever been there? No. It's absolutely beautiful, man. Like this is what this is a hidden gem. All right, everywhere, St. George, Utah. I'll put it on the list. It's so nice. Um, so we'll get Zach back. Uh, looking forward to having him. Like I said, he's a he's a great clubhouse guy, great kid. I'm excited to have him back. Um, Marco Ozuna. He currently attends Cochise Community College. Didn't he just sign with the Braves? Yeah, you know, we uh, we talked him out of that. So he's got <laughs> nice. a little bit of eligibility yeah. left, right. uh, yeah, yeah. but we're going to use him on the yeah, mound. Right, yeah. So over, Marco Ozuna. Marco Ozuna. Um, he, I, I can't remember his hometown, but it, it's uh, between Phoenix and Tucson. Okay. A uh, little hometown there. Um, competitive kid. I really like the conversations I've had, the messages I've had with him. Um, competitor. You know I like that. Uh, he's at a really competitive junior college. Uh, I know Coach Inglehart at Cochise. Um, really respect what they do down there. Um, so Phoenix is full of JUCOs. Right. Huge competition. And then Tucson's two hours. Which is south. junior college, right? Junior yeah. college, yep. Two-year schools. Then Tucson is roughly two hours south. Uh, have, have Pima Junior College down there. Not as many as Phoenix. And then there's some random places. Yuma's got one, like Western Arizona, kind of in the Yavapot. Like some Cochise is literally a mile away from Mexico. Wow. We took our team from VIU down into Phoenix, Tucson, and went and played Cochise back in the day. Um, it, you're, you're, the highway is literally like, that's Mexico right there. And we, I got guys that have never been anywhere, right? Yeah. We're, we're pretty much in Mexico. Awesome. They compete there. Winning is very important, and how they go about winning games is important. Uh, I really respect that about Coach Englehart. Uh, he's built an unbelievably competitive program in an unbelievably competitive environment, mm-hmm. which is Arizona college baseball. Um, so Marco comes highly recommended from Coach, and 
I, mean, I like this kid. I like the messages, the the conversations. So I think we're getting a good one. Anyway, he he's uh, at worst he's a good kid, and then we'll see what he could do for the for us on the mound, which I think we're gonna like. Um, and then lastly, uh, just got this done. Uh, Morris Austin uh, from the DFW area, Dallas Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got a couple airports there. Be careful when you're traveling. Okay. You got to pick the right airport right. to land in. Um, he's at North Central Texas College. It's a junior college, um, about an hour away from Dallas. Uh, not sure what town that's in. And Morris Austin is uh, kind of a big body, um, converted catcher, was a catcher in high school. Uh, he's a sophomore, uh, signed to go to Houston Baptist, which is a perennial power type program uh, after his junior college season's done he's going to houston baptist uh morris is you know big texas pitcher man great kid like really great kid does he have the texas drawl no i didn't pick that up oh. I, I, should, uh, I gotta rethink signing you, you gotta, we you need gotta some start, texas uh, draw. you gotta start basing your signings on know. how they will sound on a podcast i know just like fantasy is our number one focus no matter what i messed up here we gotta go best accents for podcasts you're right <laughs> i didn't even think of that i've been talking to him but i didn't hear that good old texas drawl or anything like well, that we'll get him to work on it maybe. yeah he can work it'd on be it funny he comes up here speaking normal yeah. and and does impressions all summer and goes back goes down back with, with the with texas accent. accent yeah so morris is going to be at the back end probably for nctc north central texas college yeah he's going to be kind of a closer role um so do you see him in a similar role for you then? Yeah, we, we yeah. talked about that with him and Marco and, and, and Zach and the other pitchers we've signed. Um, we're just like the college program. You know, we'll have some idea, a framework for the first couple weeks of where we want to and give it, you... And then it might change, Give right? you opportunity yeah. and, then, and then it's about competing and creating a role for yourself. Well, then it becomes organic. You, 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 you sort of have what you think it would be yeah you let it play out and yeah. then they determine it for themselves ultimately well, right and we look at what happened with trevor berg last year yeah. who was berg and wiley were our kind of eighth and ninth inning guy and um it came to a point like we need to we need some more innings i know trevor wants an opportunity to start mm-hmm. he was great about it he, he no complaint just he, i know you know what we're going to give you this opportunity now it's a couple weeks in we're not using you enough from what we've seen you've been really successful let's see That's if right. we can extend and he goes out and shoves like six out of seven starts and, and just mows guys down. And I absolutely love Trevor Berg on the mound, the way he goes about his business. So that's case in point, and that happens on every college program all across North America is what what is your pitching staff day one. It changes by day 30. And we'll probably see that, but we know for, for sure, one thing for sure about this, the group of guys we have signed right now and, and the guys that I'm hopefully going to get uh, we're close on. They are competitive. Competitive. Like, there's no doubt about this. And I'm sure other teams have this on their staff. You know, I'm sure there's competitive guys everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I know for a fact we're getting guys that are hungry. And just like Coach Hager had mentioned, something to prove. And I've heard that in their voices already. They're not done. So I'm excited about that. You could probably pick up my passion already. <laughs>